Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Daou, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. Hey, welcome to an episode of Secrets from the Saddle with host Sylvie Deu and Coach Sylvie. So you can find me at hashtag uh, Coach Sylvie on Instagram, but I thought it would be great to get in here weekly and put up some coaching tips for you. You know, since I am a coach and I do have lots to say, and I think it's really cool to, you know, just uh, bring a little bit more to the table than just your, you know, your interviews, because there's a lot of things that are going on. And if you have any questions, please put them in the comments and I will love to get to them and, uh, you know, maybe provide some tips or some explanations. But I first just want to thank all of those who have subscribed already. Um, this will be the 11th episode and I have so many more to come. I'm so excited. Um, what's, uh, you know, the, um, the people who are going to be bringing on the podcast in the new year. Um, but I just want to give you a little bit more of a background on me and why. And then I have five tips, five tips to help you get set up for the season and to avoid the FOMO of those online training groups. Okay. So, because I feel it too, I just got on Swift actually the other day. Yeah, I'm a Swift virgin. I can't even believe it, but you know, the draw was there and the excitement was there too. When I got on and I can totally see how people get completely and um, can actually reverse the effects of their training. So, but before we get into that, um, so me, I started cycling, no joke, 25 years ago. So some people say, you know what, what's your background? What's, uh, you know what, I'm not a pro cyclist. I'm not a, um, a, a world champion. I'm not a, you know, a provincial cup. Oh, I have come second in nationals on cyclocross in 2008. Thank you very much. Um, I have, you know, I have... A variety of podiums but anyways that's near here that are so i started racing in 2001 and is also mountain bike racing so i started mountain bike racing and i also did a, a large amount of adventure racing so if you've ever familiar with the eco challenge or you know um primal quest or maybe um you know, local weekend warrior stuff that uh, is 36 hour races. I used to do that. I used to do that hardcore for about six years. And then I kind of said, you know, that was enough. It was too much training. I was a single mom and, um, and I, it, it's, it's a lot of traveling and it's a lot of training and I didn't want to be away from my daughter. So I shifted gears and I went to cycling. I went uh, full-time, 
you know, just, I focus on one sport. And so that was like 2001, you know, at that time I started a spinning studio here in Ottawa, Ontario, and uh, I absolutely loved it. It was just, it was like on a whim, right? Like I thought I would do the studio. All my friends would come and train with me. Well, if anybody's ever opened a, you know, um, any kind of business, you know that that's not the case. Your friends are not your biggest supporters. However, it did fill a niche that was needed because there were very little um, spinning studios back then. And ours was like really tailored towards cycling skills. And it just grew until like I, I used to rent a room, then I had my own room, then I had my own location in 2005, uh, four. Um, 2005, I started a woman's uh, master's race team with about, there's like six of us. So I just grabbed a bunch of friends. I'm like, hey, you want to get racing? You want to learn how to race? We hired ourselves a coach. We started racing and it was like, I didn't turn back. I freaking, I just love it. It just built more passion into my cycling than you cannot even imagine. And then 2008, um, I got brave and I posted about starting up a women's cycling club and that was difficult. I cannot even tell you, it took me a couple of years to do that. And, um, and I haven't looked back since. Um, it got so much interest back then that, um, you know, it's, we've had great years of, over 200 members down to 90, 150. Anyways, it just really cycles and I love it. I've coached over 900 women. So that is basically where I went from mountain biking right into road cycling and my business. And um, so that's what lands me here today. I got my level three cycling uh, national certification for performance. And uh, so I've been coaching. I brought a lady to nationals and um, I just love giving back. I give back to so many ladies in my club. Um, but, you know, then I really wanted to put into a podcast. So I, I, uh, I started that two years ago and then I went on vacation and it kind of fell apart. Um, <laughs> as, you know, some things do and, you know, you're reliant on you know, finding people to talk to and, and things like that. And then I was like, you know what, I really need to do this again. And I just started it back up. I hired somebody to help me out. And this is where we are now. And now it's a platform to really, for me, it's bringing the world of cycling to you on all different levels, athletes, um, business owners, um, recreational cyclists, people who are doing amazing thing in the cycling world, um, you know, all across the globe. You'll hear people from all across the world, I guarantee you, because cycling network is massive. Now we have social media, it's even better reach where we can bring you more people. And I just love meeting people. So that's why, you know, I'm going to meet these people and I'm going to bring them to you, their stories to you, their experiences to you. And, um, and in the process, I'm going to share with you some of the online coaching programs that I have put together to help with reaching out and educating and, you know, helping more people just love their bike. Because there's a lot to not love about your bike when you don't know how to use your bike. And I felt that too. I can tell you the time of day, where I was, what I did when I discovered how to change my gears. And I'm not like, <laughs> it's the funniest thing, but it was like an epiphany. 
And back then I used to think 20 kilometers an hour, I was a speedster and <laughs> anyway, so I've been in your shoes, you know, I didn't like, I didn't, you know, I wasn't raised on a bike. I basically, it's everything is self-motivation when it comes to what I've done with, um, you know, with my experience and my club and my businesses and um, anyways, and this. So I'm just, you'll get to know me more as the months go along, the years, and, and I've got some really exciting things that I'm doing personally for cycling goals this summer, and I can't wait to share them with you. Um, but let's get into the five tips that I put together to help you better prepare yourself for the season. Because let me tell you, it is so easy and I see so many people already in my cycling club um, because um, you know everybody is just riding, riding, riding. Hello, it's not even the new year. And I just, excuse me here. And I just really remind them that you need to, to take a break and you need to plan accordingly. You can't just be doing all this stuff and it, you know, you don't want to burn out by April. You know, by the time we do want to get on the road and, um, and, and be ready to ride, right? You don't want to be burnt out. You know, you want to have injuries. So here's the things that I put together and I'm implementing myself because I can't, you can't, spend all the next three months, January, February, March, riding, 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 and not expect. You can actually reverse your training, your fitness, and that is something you don't want to do, people, uh, especially when you're, you're having so much fun and you have put together some, you know, goals for the summer. So here's number one. So these are the five top tips that I put together to avoid the FOMO of these online cycling groups. And I felt the draws like, oh my God, I need to be riding with this group. And oh my God, I got an invitation from that friend and that friend. And before you know it, you're riding seven days a week. You haven't taken a break and you're tired. Your legs are tired you haven't rested, you're undernourished um, because you're not replenishing, you don't have a routine for recovery. And oh my gosh, I could do so many of these tips, but we're going to start with this one because I think like every Friday, so here's the thing. Every week, there's going to be two podcast interviews going out. And on Friday at noon, I'm going to do a coach's tip of some sort. So but I'm going to start with one tonight. So this is going to go up tonight. Um, but here's the first one. Plan your year. Well, your year. If you know what your year looks like, but plan your summer. So if you're looking right now, I know it's kind of hard to do because, um, because you know, you don't know if there's going to be any events. Well, I'm pretty sure that there's going to be events this year because some organizations last year were able to figure it out. Whether there was, um, you know, people watching or not, they were able to put together an event. So I would be getting to uh, really guess and put my money on it that there are gonna be events next year, whether they're virtual 
or they're in person. Okay, so these are things that you want to look at. Say, what are you training for? Like, do you have an event? And if you do, make sure you put it on your calendar. So I'm just gonna reach over here and I have my other, my personal calendar, but it's important to get your calendar and start marking the dates as to when you're gonna do these events. Because there are always events that are on the calendar um, annually and they kind of never change their times. Now, if you're in a series like um, with Ontario or the UCI or like um, uh, Quebec, their calendar will be coming out in February, but you know there are certain races that are always at the certain time of the year. You know that. Like some of them have not changed, you know, like some like, like uh, currently here, like Rita Lakes has changed from June to September. Okay, so that's a big jump because everybody was struggling to get their time in. Now, okay, so number one is plan your year, put the dates down so you know what you're training towards. Now, number two is backtracking. So let me just uh, get this up here. Where's my whiteboard? Okay, so here they are. So number two is planning your training accordingly. Okay, so now if you have an event, like I have an event in May, so that's roughly January, February, March, April. So I have four months and my beginning event is May 3rd. So it's literally the first weekend in May. So I have four months to train. So, um, and if you need help, always reach out to me because it is very strategic. So you have four months. So you got base, strength, power, recovery, and kind of building to your event here. Okay, and, it, and then that's just the overview. Then you have to go down into the micro or macro levels, right? It's, it's very, very complex, not complex. It can be easy, but you do need to know like where your benchmarks are. And that race for me is an A race. So you need to know whether it's something you're really going for performance, like, you want a place or you really want to do well in or it's something you're coming back to do better in or is it a b race is it something you're training you're using it as a training race um so that has to be in the planning so planning your training according to your goals okay so that's not like going out and the next one number three is you can't be racing all the time racing is not training Okay. Racing is all out effort. Racing is what you train to do. So racing every week is not going to increase your fitness because if you've ever done an event, you need the recovery and downtime from a race. And now if you're racing every weekend because you think it's cool and all your friends are doing it and you have specific goals, then you are really not doing yourself any service or benefit to increasing your fitness by doing that because it can literally work it in um, it can literally work against you okay because like I said you don't have the recovery in place you don't have the buildup you're just racing and and in a season 
we train like the winter to do all that racing. So you can't race all winter and then expect to like be into events all summer. Your body will not <laughs> let you do it. Okay. So you have to be smart. And that goes back to number two is training your courting training according to your goals. So if you want to race, set up a race, say it's like one or two times a month. So every two weeks you're going out and you're putting a good effort in like on a Saturday morning race. So that means you have to kind of plan your week. It's the same thing. If you want to, if you want to do well in this online race, then it's just like a, an outside race. You need to be planning yourself. Like, you know, just because it's online doesn't mean anything, right? It's the same efforts, same power output, you know, like same look and feel of you being, except for you're, you're not like physically there. So if you slow down, it's not a big deal. However, you shouldn't be racing all the time. You need to give yourself a break. Number four, number four is the 80 20 rule. Now, a lot of people are new to cycling and they've just getting on their trainers. So um, maybe you don't know the 80 20 rule. The 80 20 rule is 80% of your training is dedicated to endurance based building, 20% is the racing and the intervals. Okay, so spend uh, calculate your training accordingly. So if you're spending all your week in high intensity group rides and racing and not spending and spending 20% in just sort of like zone two recovery rides, you aren't going to get faster. Okay. You're going to hurt yourself. You're going to eventually get burnt out and probably injured before the summer starts. So 80-20 rule is so important, guys. Like it's the same with nutrition, you know, 80-20 rule. All right. So number five, we're almost done, is working on the basic cycling skills. Say, so a lot of people are new and the winter is kind of the time to go back to basics for your training skills, like isolated leg drills, pedal strokes, skills, intervals, things like that, that are going to help you increase your fitness and your skills for riding outside. Now, if you're kind of wondering what I'm talking about, like pedal stroke, things like that, then I have a program for you. But the thing is that, and it's come out in more reports, um, there's a book that Joe Friel just put out. It's called Training Inside, and I'm listening to it on Audibles, and it is really quite interesting. I've written down some notes already that being on the trainer is creating some very poor pedal stroke, uh, poor pedaling form. So if you think about that, is that like, are you getting the most out of your trainer? Okay, if you're a first time on your trainer, even you've been on there for a long time, um, you know, are you always coming out fitter every year? Like maybe you just kept your spinning legs, your, like your cycling legs, but have you actually become fitter? That's the question because poor pedaling form is one of the things that we can all control 
when it comes to training on our trainer. And so it also, it goes into, um, I'm just gonna bring my notes right out here. Like when you have poor pedaling form, you create a lot of dead spots and a lot of dead spots create wasted energy because you have to work harder to keep the pedals going around. Now, if you're kind of wondering like, what are you talking about, Sylvie? Well, let me talk, let me introduce you to a cycling skills course that I have been running for 15 years. Um, it's all based on basic skills and just like repetition, repetition, repetition. I have had so many people come out on the end super strong with regards to their technique that this program has been so successful and I've always done it just on site here in Ottawa. But now that we're online, you can literally zoom in from anywhere in the world and benefit from this program. So I would invite you to go to my website, sylviedaou.ca. So that's S-Y-L-V-I-E-D-A-O-U-S-T.ca or cycling skills pro.com. And you can literally go in there and either one, and you can check out the cycling skills course. So I have a 12 week and there will be an eight week and there's going to be a four week. So depending on what you want, do you want to have something scheduled in where you're going to go and you're going to learn every week and then you can apply it to your online group, which is what I highly recommend because doing that is a great way to transfer your skills and practice them in between sessions. Or do you just want like a quick intensive, which is what the four week is all about or the four hour or the four module. I have four different ways you can, three different ways you can get that one. Um, but anyways, I have a lot, I have quite a few ways you can get your cycling skills and they're so important. It's not about mashing on the pedals, it's becoming, it's how you can become 10% more efficient. If you can do that every year, imagine how fast you could be. So with that, thank you very much. I'm sorry, I was hoping to do this in 10 minutes, but of course, <laughs> that would never happen. Um, so please go check out my cycling skills courses. Um, and like there's something for everybody and it would benefit anybody who takes them from a beginner to an intermediate, to an advanced level, you can never get better, too good for your cycling. Um, and with that, I hope you have an amazing, I hope you had an amazing Christmas and holiday. And here's to the new year of cycling lots. Let's all pray for lots of great cycling this year uh, next year to 2021 and i hope to see you in my cycling course so with that have an amazing day thank you very much and don't forget to ride your bike Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast, learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. 
I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review, if you feel so moved, by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment, telling me what you think, and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.